Preeti Chibber. And I'm Jen Northington. And this is Tar Valen or Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. All out attack. You had to overwhelm it before it overwhelmed you and a thought for defense could be a good way to die. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Such a great. Such a great moment. We are rereading the Wheel of Time books, in case you didn't know. In honor of the TV show adaptations release, we are talking about our favorite and not so favorite moments, and we're digging into all things Wheel of Time. And today we're going to talk about the Fires of Heaven, chapters 22 through 30. (laughs) And before we get into that, I have to tell you all that it was recently brought to our attention that there is a Wheel of Time pc game called the wheel of time wait for it and um (laughs) one of our patrons played it and reported back in the discord so thank you to gizmodo for her review i think my favorite thing that i learned about this game is that the different levels the easy medium and hard the easy level is called witconger which is the best burn of ever it's really good it's it's so funny because they could have gone with like anybody 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 i kind of wish they'd been like chapter one rand is easy (laughs) right right you could do that like karen mark blade rand is medium and then Aaron is hard nope they went straight for the jugular (laughs) i'm dying if i had a pc i would be playing this i know game. same i just wish i like i've never been so tempted to buy a chromebook in my life it's so there's stupid. gotta be like an emulator or something there that probably would allow us right? there like probably play it in browser is. yeah i didn't see a steam link for it but like you never know you just poke around but anyway thanks to you all for that lovely nugget <laughs> i like i and it's i also wonder about the licensing like it's clearly old so like who who license and how long do they have that license for? Because I can imagine Amazon wanting to put out a game. I know, right? Well, so does like, Amazon have a game studio? I don't know. Things I don't know and I'm thinking out loud about. I hope they don't. Yeah. Um, if for nothing else than just like relax and stop buying. <laughs> Always a struggle. Like, <laughs> like, please just don't right. have also another company that you own and right. try to bury other game companies with. Um, you make a good point. <laughs> I'm sure somebody bought the rights in like 1996 for like yes. $700. Right. right. It was like, I'm going to code this video game. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we dive in? No, as as much as I enjoyed the cheesy insidey, <laughs> the insidey cheesy goodness of Landfear. I started, I it was my bad. I brought in outside information about grilled <laughs> cheese and it turned into a whole thing. <laughs> Oh, it's good stuff. Oh, it's good. It's good. We're having a good time. All right. Okay. Well, chapter 22 then, which you gave us a quote from because it's an awesome Matt chapter. It is actually a really, really good Matt chapter. It is. um, Despite some grossness, because of course. Of course. So like it kicks off. Matt's getting like a naked massage. (laughs) 
as and you Melindra's, do in the desert. Melinda's being shady. No, there's a part where I was like, okay, Lady Macbeth, let's like right. dial it back a little bit. Yes. <laughs> I was like, this is a Celine move right here. There's like no subtlety whatsoever. No. And of course, Matt is like, what are you doing? Okay, sorry. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Right. So Matt is getting this naked massage from what whatever her name Melindra. is. Melindra. Melindra. I don't know why I can't remember Melindra. Melindra. I think close it's to too many other names. And I think because the it's Melinda, but the H and the R <laughs> are like refusing my brain. And if you were going to do reason. like a correct DH pronunciation, that would be like Melindra. Like I can't yeah, even it would do be it. Melindra. Yeah. It's hard. Melindra. Yeah. Um, <sighs> anyway. Yeah. It's weird. Anyways. So She's like giving him all these compliments. There's this weirdness with like, there's a lot of weirdness with height in a Mm -hmm. way in these, in this section that I, I know he talks a lot about height Mm -hmm. in general, but in this section in particular, it felt like very aggressive for some reason. Um, But because she calls him short Mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm usually, I would be considered tall. (laughs) Okay, Matt. Cool. I guess. I do want to before we move into the weird the weirder weirdness I do love that we get like a Matt internal timeline here yes we find out like Matt's earliest memories and latest memories yes and that was pretty cool so there's nothing before Macine of a heron whoever that is is. um it's somebody who was a king of one of the 10 nations um, some like four or 500 years prior to the Trolloc Wars. Right, that's right. Um, and then the latest memory he has is uh, nothing after Arter Pendrag. Hawkwing. Penrile, whatever, Arter, Arter Hawkwing. Hawkwing. Yep. Um, so it's just that point of time in which all these memories are coming from, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Super interesting. And, like, we don't know why. Nope. But I, I very much appreciate the glimpses we are getting of this and like yeah. the, the the small growth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Little reveals along the way. Um, but so they're having this back and forth and she's like, she's like clearly trying to flirt and he is thinking there's clearly something in his instincts that is like, he is not okay with whatever is happening with whatever like conversation they're having Mm. or whatever, like he's picking up on is he's like, (laughs) he doesn't want to beyond. I think the, like, he doesn't want to be tied down to one person and da da da. I think Mm. it's more than that in the way that he's talking about it. Mm. Cause he says the situation with her specifically was making him uncomfortable. Mm. And I was like, listen to your instincts. I don't know (laughs) why, but I want you to be listening to your instincts. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she's sort of like, like we said, Lady Macbething her way, right? She's like, so why are you in Rand's shadow? Right. Like, don't you're meant for honor. Like you should be you should not be in anybody's shadow and it's like oh right what I know it's very weird I did like this beat where he's like he's like kind of sort of paying attention but he's also like ruminating on Mm -hmm. his like relationship with women and so he's like he liked giving things to pretty women even if all he got in return was a smile he never expected more though if a woman did not enjoy a kiss and cuddle, then what's the point? And I was like, all right, buddy. Somebody knows what consent is. Right? <laughs> Look at that. Actually, for a minute, like, a whole second. For a whole second, Matt, Matt 
Skelton coming through <laughs> with oblique references to consent. Right. <laughs> How refreshing. Um, <laughs> so then they're like, this is happening. And then these birds start calling and there's these references to like two rivers, birds and warnings and Rand's whole system. Right. <laughs> like what bird means what? Yes. But basically there's an attack coming from both the North and the South. And it's a good old fashioned trollic attack. <laughs> I missed these a little bit. I was surprised. That's yeah, true. We haven't had one in a minute. Right. I was like, oh, this is kind of nice and, and simple again. Right. Right. I do also <laughs> like that we get the official reveal of the Fox medallion. Like, I think we yeah. all knew sort of, but this is where Matt's like, I finally figured out that it means people can't channel at me which is awesome and yeah, so he's like i guess i'll just i'll put it on I'll just in on. case you never Why know not? if like black Azure are around so and this yeah. is actually a really really good battle sequence oh my gosh it's so good the fight like, choreography is excellent it's the fight choreography is excellent the like actual um word choice stuff yes. and like syntax is great mm-hmm. like i loved this line where he Fight, he's fighting this first Trolloc and he <laughs> takes his raven blade stick thing. <laughs> Who's not good at fight scenes? <laughs> it's you. Um, and it says, he like puts the spear into this guy's thing and he's like, uh, thrust his long spear point into the creature's middle, male parting for that power made steel as easily as the flesh beneath. And I was like, oh, that's such a good sentence. Yeah. But I hate it, but it's great. <laughs> it's gross. Um, so there are men and Trollocs and like all these things, and they're they're yelling Samael, Samael, and the golden bees. Mm-hmm. Have we heard that before? This is sus. I think this is extremely sus. They and they call it out later too, but as yeah. it was happening, I was like, this seems like misdirection. Um, but no, oh, I don't for think sure. I don't think we I mean we've heard Samael's name before, but I don't right. think we've heard the golden bees. The golden bees is what I was I think that's about, new. I was like, the fuck does that mean? Right. And I love that Matt's like, I'm not a hero. <laughs> No, I don't want to be fighting you. He, he's doing our favorite thing, which is yeah. like verbally, loudly, vocally yelling about how he's not the thing that he is doing. doing yes. I fucking it's love it. So great. I don't want to be mixed up in this. Do you hear me? And then there is this fight scene between him and a fade that is maybe one of my oh. favorite Matt fight scenes period ever it's so fucking good I think it is right up there if not a little bit above well, I go back and forth with the fight scene of him against Gallad and oh, Gowan and Tarvalon because he's like injured in that one so the thought processes are a little different like here he's in like peak fighting form yeah he's taking on a fucking fade alone oh. by himself it's like so good. it's so good <laughs> it's so good it's like my note here is just like holy shit <laughs> oh he's badass he is it's it's I think Jordan really knows how to characterize Matt's fights in an exciting way not just because because it could be super boring right like he has all this like knowledge in his head Mm -hmm. about strategy and fighting and it could be really really boring but it's still super exciting because it feels like you're discovering it right alongside him yeah through the pros it's it's awesome yeah it's really good 
Yeah, so Ugh. he kills the Fade all by himself because he's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then Melindra comes over and is like, oh, what were you shouting? The old tongue? And he's like, oh, yeah, it happens sometimes. Let's not talk about it. Um, yeah, we get another like battle cry of Mamethrin, which yes. we have heard before. We, In um, fact, we have. Um, so yeah, so then he is, but in the meet, they go off together, but he's like, this is a stupid plan, like on the Trollocs and Fades part. Like mm-hmm. there's, this was no point. There was no point to this. Yeah. Like uh, it didn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. And then we switch POV to Rand and he is hearing the uh, warning bird calls and everybody's like running around. He figures out that like, he has the same thought, basically. Like the attack is nowhere near him, and where the attacks are doesn't yeah, make any we sense. should we should say that oh. Matt was camping out like as far south yeah, as he could, right. <laughs> as far away from Rand as he possibly could be, <laughs> and still be technically like in the camps. Yeah. Because Matt inexplicably is still blaming Rand <laughs> for his circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> he sure is. Uh, so Rand is like coming out of his tent, trying to figure out what's going on. He turns around, and Avienda comes out of the tent because she's still sleeping in his tent. And there's I a loved drag this. Car I loved this. I right loved this so much. Her, oh my god! So he channels Balefire Which at the drag car. Rand, right? What are you You've doing? Been told, sir. You've been told. And like, like Asmodian hasn't been able to teach him any other means right. of defense at this like, point. Like, come on, bro. What are you doing? stop fucking with the pattern um and then avienda shoots a fireball right past Rand's okay head. i love this so much he gets so mad because he like shoots the thing with bale fire and there's a moment where like i didn't remember how this went so i was like did she forget and did she think he was like attacking her or right, something right. because she shoots that fire and he freaks the fuck yeah, out and it's like i can't believe what does he say <laughs> this tops any ingratitude i ever heard of he's very I, high horsey he's like i if i offended some bloody i'll cuss him i don't give a and she like cuts him off <laughs> It's so good. It's great. <laughs> because he just says, like, fine, you can deal with shit yourself, essentially. Yeah. And, and it turns says- around and there's a drag car <laughs> on fire behind him. Of course there is. And he was because he'd been so mad that he hadn't it, mm-hmm. it didn't like it didn't register. Yeah. He didn't get anything. And she, so she saved his life. <laughs> He's so stupid. <laughs> So then, of course, he goes to try to apologize, and she's like, "Shut up, go away. I don't." He did try his apology. He does try. He makes a good apology. He's just like basically like I, I like I, I like this. I feel like we got some great moments in this section of reminding us how young Rand is. Yes, yes. Because there are times where I'm like, "Are you like 45 years old? Like, what's (laughs) happening?" I know the book covers make you look like you're 45 years old, but. He's still a farm boy under there. He's still a farm boy. So he's like, I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I'm a fool. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. So he, and then he's like, are you, are you under blankets? Like I can't go in there. Until, from outside? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Great. He's afraid to go into his own tent because, you know, the situation. And as he's standing out there being freezing cold, but like mm-hmm. won't go into the tent, the wise ones and Egwene come over. 
And this is where we got our first bit of Egwene being annoying. Oh man, she this was a rough section for this is a rough section for her. <laughs> I have I have some notes about that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she likes she's like, you've upset Avienda, haven't you? And like storms off into and the I tent. Feel, I feel so bad for him because he has a moment where he's like, Is she checking me for injuries? Right. And then nope, she's like, You've upset her again, haven't you? And it's like yeah. Egwene. Right. What is your problem? Like the camp is under attack. They're drag car right there. Like priorities, friends. Like, like seriously. Priorities. Yeah, it's very. Um. Okay. I do want to talk about, so like the wise ones are there and I don't think it really matters. No, no. They wander off almost immediately. Almost immediately. But then Lan and Moiraine yeah. show up and this interaction was like really weird to it me. Was. Right? It was. Why was yeah. she blushing? Was there something I missed? I don't know. So Rand basically calls her out for not having gotten here sooner, which is like a little bit weird, but like, you know, yeah. And she's like, I don't explain everything I do to you. And there is this line about she's blushing and Lan looking troubled. And, and she says like, well, you have to learn to do things on your own, but that feels like a nothing burger of an excuse to me. But like, we have no idea. We don't get in, in the subsequent hundred pages that we read. None. We don't get any explanation for this interaction. We do get more weirdness from Moiraine. Yeah. But like, we don't like fine, I guess, if that's like a tool you're using, I just, it feels strange in the context of what we've read so far. Yeah. Like it's very jarring. I found it very, very jarring because I was like, I don't, I really felt like there was a section I missed. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. It's it's a very strange interaction and it doesn't really fit in with anything else that I could think of. Um, And Rand also is like, kind of like, doesn't really know what's going on. Although he's, he's like, he's, the excuse for how he's acting is that he's in the void. He's like holding on to Satan because he was cold. (laughs) So he's trying to warm himself. It's true, right? So it's like, re- no, you're right. It's just so funny <laughs> to say it out loud. <laughs> and so that there's like a strangeness coming from him where mm-hmm. he's like sort of analyzing what she's saying and not really internalizing it because there's yeah. a separation while he's in the void. The whole thing is very weird and I'm yeah. just not sure what we are supposed to like get out of it yeah and he makes this comment he's like well you know that attack explain like the drag car explains why they sent the other attackers out but like Mm -hmm. they already tried that and so why did they do it twice like he's like also puzzling out like this tactic doesn't make sense like why And she's like don't don't she's basically like don't oversimplify yeah yeah I get we're getting a lot of like don't make assumptions about the forsaken in this chapter mm-hmm. which I was like it felt like a little heavy-handed yeah and because everybody is like questioning the Samael and the golden bees mm-hmm. thing like and then we get this whole thing with his maidens of the spear who are like we ran off oh wait did I skip no, ahead? no you skipped you skipped uh Asmodian. No, right. no, no, it's before that. So uh Adeline oh, yeah, yeah, pulls yeah. out There's her spears this, uh, and it's like right because I don't care about this. We should have been here. I just like, like legitimately was like, I don't <laughs> care about any of this. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's like more aisle customs. But it's aisle customs that we like, I feel like at this point, 
I am as intimately acquainted with Isle Customs <laughs> as I'm going to be. I felt a little bit like a Gwen later on where she's like, I guess I'm just not going to get it. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So there's that interaction. And then he goes into Asmodian's tent and Asmodian is like freaking out about whether or not Rand's going to be mad at him for not helping, but I also like, loved that. <laughs> it was an like, like he starts talking immediately. and was like, you didn't think I was going to help. Right. Because I'm not going to help. And also I just, <laughs> <laughs> the power dynamic is really clear. Yeah. I was like picturing I'm watching a lot of scrubs right now. <laughs> and Elliot does this thing when she gets nervous where her voice and angry, where her voice just gets like higher and higher pitched and like <laughs> turns into more gibberish. The more like, <laughs> She can't get yeah. her words out. And that's how I was feeling about Asmodian at this moment. <laughs> love it. Love it. But he is also another one to be like, like Rand is like, it was Samael. And he's like, well, this doesn't really seem like Samael. Yeah. Though. yeah. Um, and then I liked this too, where yes. Rand is like, no, it was him. He tried to bait me into attacking him once the same way at Surendahar. And then he's like, wait, that wasn't me. <laughs> like in his head, he was like, that wasn't me. And Asmodian clearly picks mm-hmm. up on it. I I actually quite like their interaction here, right? Yes. Where he's just like, I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. you're like, are you going to be friends with Rand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then Rand has this whole memory about like Samael and like how he's short and he's okay. mad that the power couldn't make him taller, which I was like, that's nonsense. Like, is that's this like so petty and stupid? It felt weird to me. This is where the height thing I was like, yeah. you start the chapter with yes. Matt thinking about his height and you end the chapter with this relationship with between height and Samael and like, does it mean anything or mm. is it just like this like in like, is that, was that intentional because it feels very intentional or was it just like, no, I just think men are obsessed with height. Yeah. I don't know the answer but that to feels that inte- question. Like, it just felt like, okay, the, literally we're going to at the top talk about Matt and his relationship to height, like literally on the first page. Yeah. And then literally on the last page, it's about Satmael and his relationship to height. It just felt so pointed to yeah. me, but I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. Like, what are you saying, Robert Jordan? Right. Yeah. What, what are you are trying, you trying to, to tell us? What are you trying to say? Uh, so yeah, he has this whole <clears throat> thought about how Samael's basically a whiny little brat. But he does ask that he we I do appreciate that we're kind of at least sort of getting to know someone who isn't Lanfear, like mm, actually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. learning like not just what they're doing, but real characteristics in a way yeah. that might stick in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's like, he won't usually do things unless he's guaranteed a victory. So why is he sure he'll win now if he was going to be if he was goading me into a right, fight? right, right. And he's yeah. like, wow. And then he has this dream of Avienda attacking him with fire and Samael is sitting at his side laughing, yep. which is creepy. Which is just like, I think that's just Rand. That to me, I was like, that's an anxiety dream. Oh, I agree. I don't right. think it's prophetic. I think it is anxiety. I agree just with an anxiety. That. At least it wasn't weird naked dreams again. <laughs> We've had plenty of those. Too many. Uh, okay. Now, chapter 23, we start with Higuain. 
It sucks. I really like Egwene. I, I do. But like, this man, is not her best time. No, it's really not. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're on the road. They're coming down for they've made it through Jungai Pass. Uh, Egwene is like thinking about like seeing trees and water again. And, you know, I don't know. How will how will the island are this? We we said this before we started recording. But you're really, we're five books in, <laughs> really starting to see the book bloat, meaning yeah. like unnecessarily long books coming out here because it, a lot of this felt super repetitive mm-hmm. and tangential in a way that didn't move the plot. Yeah. Like it's just, she's describing what it looks like. She's saying that there, you know, Kuladin has been through here. And so there's more like, terrible you know killing and then i feel like the one thing we get is, that's of real interest is sort of an update on where she and moiraine are but even that is an aside and gets no intense focus because they yeah. had this like moment of equality mm-hmm. but it's it's very shaky as mm-hmm. Egwene saw by sort of like uh, maybe getting a little too big with her britches mm-hmm. with Moiraine and Moiraine being like, uh, uh-uh, we're not doing that. Yeah. So then we get her overhearing Rand talking to the chiefs about the rules for the Aiel I- who are with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is like telling them like, you know, you can take your traditional fifth, but like, you can't take any food. Like you have to let people survive. Like you, I will, I will hang you if you break these rules kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and the chiefs are like, uh, people aren't going to like this. And he's like, I don't care. I don't care. Well, he's, he's sort of just like, he's like, we'll do what we can because Kuladine, they're coming upon these towns where Kuladine has massacred people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all tied up. Egwene's whole perspective is tied up sort of in what she doesn't understand about mm-hmm. the way the aisle interact with this. Um, And there's a line that I actually, it's in the way that Jordan writes about culture and writes about Mm -hmm. evolving or or whatever it is. It's like perhaps the only way to truly know the aisle was to be born aisle. Mm -hmm. And it's this through line that I really like. And as much as I joked about not caring about what's going on with aisle (laughs) customs, I appreciate this like sort of, perspective that he's pulling in through through Egwene who is an outsider and trying to learn Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I mean we don't want to go all the way to like well other people are just unknowable and nothing exactly ever makes sense like look at their wacky customs like Mm -hmm. that's you know othering and like mystifying and exoticizing in not a useful way but also yeah it's true that like there are intricacies of culture that like it is really hard if even possible to pick up on if you haven't been immersed in them and that's like a really good thing to call out yeah and I think if you pair it with this idea of the aisle of today are not the same aisle as much as they like couch everything and like this is who the aisle are this is right. our tradition we know yeah that that's not the case right? right so it's sort of like recognizing the absurdity of it and right. the absurdity of being so rigid mm-hmm. um and that like there will be, there may always be a disconnect because of that's just life. That's mm-hmm. just, you know, knowable and unknowable history, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
One thing I did want to ask, I didn't realize how many wise ones were there. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, 30 or more? Wait, where does it say that? Okay, she rode along the broad road until she caught up with Rand in his red coat today and joined Avienda and Amy's and 30 or more wise ones she barely knew. Oh, I think that's because, so he finally has like gathered all of the clans I know. together. I just was like, I felt like it came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it is kind of because we only really hear about like four of them yeah. on the regular. So that is a lot. Yeah. That is a lot more. You're right. You're right. It wasn't like seven more. Right. <laughs> 30 felt like a very big number it's a big to number me. it's a big number for like people who have like a, a vested interest in what's going on granted right. maybe is it that Egwene is only dealing with the ones who can channel no I think she's only dealing with the ones who she interacted with at the beginning because she's like learning from them it's just so, but it you just would weird. think that like right? they would all be interacting with each other right so, yeah I don't know. I don't know all right because like, in the same way that all the chiefs have to interact right and participate but we only really hear about like four or five of the chiefs on the but, regular either yeah but we know there was at least one meeting where Rand had to talk to all of them well that's true you're right um it's weird so so this is so rand has this whole thing um and there's some like pushback and he's like uh, i'm not allowing for it and Egwene comes out of it and being like you're again <laughs> i'm like shut up Egwene. i know um but then she has this conversation it's funny though because she comes out of it like that but every conversation she has with people about it they're like mm -hmm. no this is correct right this is what he has to do this yeah. is what he has to do mm -hmm. um like avienda is like well he's in command Right, right. Before she freaks oh, no. out and no, starts. No, 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 Egwene says that. Uh, right? Yes, Egwene says he truly is in command. Yeah, that's right. Because she says, sorry, the arrogant thing comes later and made me mad. So I was Well, no, it comes it. in the paragraph before too. She's Because she's talking about how he's changing faster than she can keep up with. And she's thinking it's a good thing if he can like, keep the aisle from you know yeah harming any other people but she's like if only he could do it without showing more arrogance every day so the arrogance That's is popping up it it's it is everywhere it's everywhere she's constant every time she thinks about rand she thinks about how arrogant she's that getting seems like seems like she's projecting i don't i know, know. me think the lady protests too much so anyways yes avienda so she has this freak out about how she can't sleep in this tent any longer and like it kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere. I guess it's related to them fighting about the drag car. Well, I don't know. This I was less like the the thing that threw me was when she was like, I do not know him. I cannot know him. Look at the thing she car he carries. And it's the sword that she gave, gave him. him. I know. I was like, what? Well, and, you... and Egwene says you did give it to him. Yeah. Like... This felt a little bit like where they where where Robert Jordan used the like, you're not going to get it as like a, right. I'm not going to explain it to you. Yeah. To the reader. Like I'm not explaining right. this. This is just how I want it to be. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she's begging Egwene to speak to the wise ones and Cerulea comes walking up and she's like the baddest ass of all of the wise yeah, ones. Yeah, apparently. Um, and so they have this whole like other conversation about how like, you know, Cerulea is like, do I need to like, you know, bring you into line? And Avienda's like, no, I'll do it. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, and then Cerulea is like, she kind of sends Avienda off. Well, she has this moment 
where she's like, oh, right. So you're not going to sleep with Rand. And Avienda's like, no, I don't think so. (laughs) And she's like, well, then I'll talk to this guy named Farron for you. Right. And we're like, what is going on? Like, I don't, what is happening? And those, then Sir, Sir Alea, um, asks Egwene about Rand. Like, yes. do you, does she think he will do the thing? And I actually, I liked this because she was yes. like, I'm sure he can be brought to see reason. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, she doesn't actually know if that's true, but she's protecting him still, right? Right, right. And Sir Alea's like, no, no, I want him to do what he's saying he's going to do. Like, he needs to be the hardest person in the room when he's trying to make these other hard men listen to him. Like Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to do the hardest thing if you're going to be in charge. Um, And then she leaves and then Egwene (laughs) and Avienda have another, another little back and forth over Mm -hmm. the sky, over staying in Rand's tents, over like what Egwene just doesn't understand about the aisle. And Mm -hmm. that's a whole page. Yeah. Did not need to be there. Did not need to be a whole page. Uh, so yeah, then we get the line about Avienda saying to Egwene, you do not understand and I can ex- explain it to you. Um, and that's the end of that chapter. That was kind of a nothing burger of a chapter, honestly. Like, did anything, was anything All we actually... needed to know is the Rand interaction. Right. With the, right. I think with him, the like, with the chiefs. Um, maybe a point of Egwene like basically being on his side when Mm, it came to mm -hmm. it I think that was even though she's doubting him even though she's yeah Yeah. exactly she's still like she doesn't want any of the clans to leave him and so she's doing what she can to support him right that's right and then just I don't we didn't even need this stuff with Avienda because no 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 we know know. it right yeah Yeah. like this notion of like why might why why is my duty to the people never what I wish? Why must it be what I would rather die before doing? Like mm-hmm. we know. We, yep, have, we know. We're aware. We're aware. <laughs> so yeah, it was like the two things, I guess. Um, we're still with Egwene in chapter 24. Yes. They're making camp. She's like thinking about like water again and light and stew or whatever. Um, she's getting ready for bed though, because she's going to meet Nineveh, Nineveh, however the hell you say her name, in Teleran Riod. And she's, she's like trying not to go too soon because she's afraid that the wise ones are going to get mad at her for like doing extracurricular Teleran Riyadh, which she is doing. She's but like, literally doing She's that. trying not to get caught doing it, but she yeah. falls asleep. She's, she's reading, I will say, oh, I yeah, like this that she's funny. reading this like book of legends, the flame, yeah. the blade, and the heart that <laughs> Avienda loves because they're supposedly because they're adventures, but Egwene's like, they're all romances though. <laughs> and she has a line, it's like, it was hardly the sort of enjoyment a woman with any pretensions to sense at all could confess, like, confess publicly. It's like, no man, own it. Yeah, romance yeah. is great. That's right. That's we right. love that. We love a romance novel. We love a romance. We love it. It also we get some wonderful misogyny here, where she like <laughs> learns about. She's like thinking about how like Elaine and Nynaeve have joined the menagerie, and she's mm-hmm. like, she can't believe that Galad's presence was enough oh, yeah. for them to go. I'm like, this what? made me so angry. Like she's so judgy here. Like she's like, oh, Nynaeve and Elaine, they simply like adventure, in my opinion. Like you don't know what the fuck is going on. Like how dare you? How dare you? I, yeah, it really pissed me off. Yeah. And it was like so unnecessary. And like it's very 
like you know that she knows Nynaeve and Elaine really well and like whatever the power dynamics are she knows that they're smart exactly who are like literally out hunting the black Aja but she's like in this but he's put her like Jordan has put her in this position where she is exhibiting all those traits that she's mad at Rand for exhibiting where she's condescending Mm -hmm. she's infantilizing her friends Mm -hmm. she's finding ways in which she can feel more powerful yes like this notion where she's like I'll like arch an eyebrow at Nynaeve oh my god I can't even handle it I cannot handle the way she thinks about Nynaeve at this point no it makes me so angry it's so infuriating I completely agree so yeah so she falls asleep and she wakes up in Teleranriot and she's like oh god they're gonna get mad at me um, and she's like thinking about whether or not she should go back, but then she sees or she hears voices mm-hmm. and she discovers Elaine when she's expecting Nynaeve and Elaine is talking to somebody who, because she has just been reading, Egwene has just been reading this book about adventurers and like Brigitte and uh, what's his name? Gadel Kane are in there. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh shit, that's Brigitte. Like, and this is a moment where she had a brief bit of lack of control with her dress yes you're which right, has not important. happened in a long time and so she has a beat where she's like uh is that am i imagining that like how right. did my how am i so bad at controlling things in right. right now <laughs> right that is important and then amis amis however you say her name shows up and is like so you came early and Egwene, she's like i fell asleep i'm sorry um and we get this weird moment where she's like i was gonna lie but i didn't lie and that's good right like i didn't lie so that's good it's weird that i was gonna so you're like uh okay this all felt very long and unnecessary like we've seen this before too right we know she's afraid of the wise ones right right and Bear is there too. Yep. And uh, we get more of them being like, you guys are fools for not <laughs> yeah. treating this the right. Taking both all of you. Yeah. So Elaine um, comes over. They find like it, Brigitte is gone happily. And uh, they go to meet up with Elaine. And the wise ones are like, you are an idiot. You shouldn't be gallivanting around, blah, blah, blah. Again, lots of repetition. Mm-hmm. Elaine's dress is like changing all over the place based on her feelings. She gets- yeah she gets like irritated and gets super like regal about it yeah yeah then we get this annoying story yes like Nynaeve was supposed to show up but she didn't because she got in a fight yeah okay and like it's like this whole situation where like a bunch of the men in the menagerie like came over to flirt and then this other woman like came over to beat Nynaeve up because she was mad about it and Nynaeve beat her up and she like almost channeled and you're just like what is going on it's so weird it was like couldn't you just be like she ate something and didn't agree with her and now I'm here why can't why can't Egwene just be expecting Elaine like why does it have to be a switch like I don't I'm telling you it's because anytime there are women in this book who get too good or too Mm. capable they have to be cut down. Hmm. It is a thing that happens. Yeah, no, you're like, right. I can't right. not notice it now. Yeah. Because it's like they have to be cut down for one reason or another. Like yeah. here we have Nynaeve is in her bit now where she was like too good. And now she she like took down Mogedian. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to spend right. an entire book on her right. being like cut down to where she should be. Right. Egwene so- is like 
taking over the power and she's like getting in spats over nothing and like beating people up and getting it's ridiculous it's ridiculous so huh so more of that uh, yeah we get a little bit of um references to the senshan oh no 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 before that Egwene yeah. gets really shitty, but while she's really shitty, she right. gives Elaine a secret message. Yeah, she's like giving Elaine this message like, you'd tell Nynaeve that she better hold her temper. I'll have some words to say to her. And you're like, oh my God, shut up. Like, you're like 20. Seriously, like calm the fuck down. You're a and baby. Then, and then she says this thing to Elaine. She's like, I wish I had both of you alone in our old rooms in the tower. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> you're like, okay, all right. All right. This whole section is completely absurd. It's ridiculous. So um, there, yeah. So then we do. We find out that um, Elaine and Nynaeve are finding out a lot about the Shanchen from this, the boar horse handler. <laughs> right. Although this is where we get the mention of like at the court of the nine moons. That's true. Right. Where, where the Shanchen Empress sits. You're because right. Because Matt asked. Melindra yes. like four times yes. if she was absolutely sure <laughs> that the daughter of the nine moons didn't mean anything to her and she's like what are you talking about and so now okay then okay here we go all are. right here I did we go not catch that that is why you are the genius at spotting <laughs> these things I did not I was like yep yeah blah 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 oh wait that matters <laughs> that matters <laughs> amazing i did uh, the one thing i liked in this section is that we do have elaine exhibiting a little bit of recovery from trauma yes. which i was yes. like good for Egwene. you like Egwene. yeah Egwene. yeah yes yeah because she's thinking about like the domain and the soldam and mm -hmm. like you know they like have one and she's like you know a little bit freaked out about it but like she's able to like manage her response and like continue having a conversation and like she she feels it but she's able to not react outwardly. And like, that's like, that's a nice moment for her. Yeah, no, I agree. It is nice to see a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, and so then the chapter is basically over. Yeah, like, that's, that's kind of it. That's it. Uh, and so Egwene, everybody leaves and Egwene's like, I hope she understood what I was trying to say. <laughs> uh, she does turns yeah. out <laughs> yep the two of them meet in their rooms in the tower yeah we're in chapter 25 and they like talk about the wise ones for a well, minute yeah and then Egwene's like so what was up with Brigitte mm -hmm. and Elaine's like I can't tell you I cannot I made a promise yep um which is like fine I appreciated that that didn't escalate in any yes, way I agree because uh, it could have but I appreciated mm -hmm. being like Elaine, Elaine just likes to keep her promises. Yeah. Um, and then we get this whole moment of Elaine being like, okay, so how's Rand? Like, what's going on? There? I did like that. She was like, I told myself I wasn't going to ask. <laughs> that does feel very true. I was like, okay, that's fair. Fine. At least you're acknowledging it. And I do love what Elaine says back to yes. Egwene because Egwene is like, oh man, he's like threatening to hang chiefs and he's like, you know, doing this and that. And, and Elaine's like, that sounds correct. Like he's a king and he has to do the things like that seems. And Egwene is like, well, he doesn't have to be so arrogant about it. And, and she's like, like, are you sure you're not confusing being mm -hmm. literally being a leader with being arrogant, which she is 100%, for what it's worth. Like a hundred percent. 
That's what she's doing. She refuses to give him the benefit of the doubt. No. And like, it's ridiculous. Um, but I like when Elaine can play this role. Yes, right. I we, yes. we saw it in the last in the last book. Mm. Was that in tier? Right? Maybe. Um, was that the book before? Whenever no, we were last book, right? in tier. <laughs> uh, but we saw it the last time yes. she and Rand were together, where she has that mind, and mm-hmm. it's why they work together yes. as why they work well together as a couple. Absolutely. For the brief amount of time we got to see them as a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. So <laughs> then they keep going and there's still like then it's like. Elaine sort of asks Egwene about Nynaeve, like, did something mm-hmm. happen? And Egwene, my note for this paragraph, when she's like, I didn't say anything that didn't need to be said. My <laughs> note is like, oh, so you want to talk about arrogance? Mm-hmm. But then Elaine said it for me. <laughs> I love, this was great too, where, because again, Elaine is like, you tell her from me that blah, blah, blah. And I'll have worse to say to her. You tell her that it'll be worse. And you're like, I'm not putting up with her tantrums anymore. You're like, oh my God. And Elaine's like, oh, you've changed too. There's something of rant attitude about you <laughs> and I was like good for you Elaine mm-hmm. and then she says this thing like you're going to be Emerlin's seat when I'm the queen of Andor and then they talk a little bit about the tower yeah uh they don't so they're like you know uh Elaine tells her that Mogadian is after them mm-hmm. right yes um and Egwene has a moment of like Oh God, right. that's not great. <laughs> Ugh, that's a bad news bears. <laughs> yep. Um, Nynaeve still can't remember where the blues are potentially gathered mm-hmm. um, after she saw a glimpse of it on a letter. Right. Um, so Egwene goes back to a latest study to look through documents. And then we get one of those paragraphs that's just got like a lot of information in it. Yeah. Right? Like, right. There's no, the letters are like, there's no word of Lord Bashir. Right. Because remember, Perrin exists. Right. Um. <laughs> there's, there's no news from Tenchiko. Terabon has gone silent. Um, we get a little bit of what people are saying about more gays. Right. They, is, she right. In, is she in seclusion? No, mm-hmm. someone saw her in Camelin. Pedro uh, Miel is doing things like blah, yeah. blah, blah. There's a, there's one about Elaine and Nynaeve um, having escaped from this agent. Mm-hmm. Um, Which Elaine is like, make an example. <laughs> Sounds like Elena. She's a cartoon villain. Yeah, basically. Uh, and Egwene is like, she's like, I gotta go. Like, I really do have to go. I have to go get some real sleep. And then everything flickers for a second. And this is awesome, right? Because I, I, I was just like, Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Well, oh God. I I was genuinely like, I don't understand what's happening. Like I, I was no, not for a nervous. second I didn't get it. I, I wasn't was, nervous until yeah. it got weird. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So right. So Gallad walks in, which is super weird. Like, why would he be there? Why would he enter her mm-hmm. dream? Like, this is not a dream dream. And he's like asking her out basically like, do you want to go walk in the gardens? And then like Leanne is suddenly there. And, and it's like, Suan's, stop canoodling. Yeah. And Suan's back in the study and Egwene like, like is so it was, confused. It that was she the line of this was madness was when I was like, oh no, something's nope. wrong. I still did not get it. It took me longer. So she jumps by accident basically to the two rivers and mm-hmm. she's looking around and she's noticing like, you know, what looks different to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's thinking that it's strange yes. that she got caught in one of her own dreams and that it was Gallad mm-hmm. because she usually dreams of Gallad. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, oh, All okay. Right. <laughs> yep. 
Yep. Um, we have a moment where like she sees the banners, mm-hmm. like did Perrin do that? Mm-hmm. Her mom comes out. Yes. And starts so, talking to her. Yes. And I will say that the flicker was an interesting choice here because the last time I feel like we saw a flicker was when Rand was traveling. Yeah. And with the stones and they were like flickering through their different oh, potential lives. Yeah. So I was like, did she like huh. somehow trigger some terror angry all by accident like yeah, I forgot about that I was because like that specific use of the flicker mm-hmm. that is how he switched between their different lives no that's so a good call. I was it it is possible I guess that it was also used in the testing but that just brings me back to like did she accidentally trigger a terror angry all or something so like I didn't get it until he literally spelled out what was happening but yeah so her mom comes out and she's like Oh, you've been married long enough. Like you shouldn't wait on your husband like Gowan this. comes up. Yeah, Gowan comes oh, riding oh. up. Did you miss me? Like, here's your baby. Like, it's a whole situation. And she's like, he's so handsome. <laughs> and then she's just like, uh, no. And so she go- she flees. And she's so confused about it. And then but just for a second. This is where this is the darkness, I think, is like awareness remained only long enough for her to wonder how she could possibly have been fool enough to let her own fancies nearly trap her. And then she was deep in her own safe dream. Gowan galloped across the wagon bridge swinging down, which I felt like it was just her continually being pulled back. Well, but she's at this point, she's in her own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the important part. Because like the second. Yeah, yeah. But then we have this Mogedian reveal. And the like the fact that she's fucking with Egwene just because she saw her talking to Elaine. Like she was trying to catch her to make her tell her what she knew. I know. And she's like, how dare that little like witch escape my plans? Like Mm. nobody's allowed to be better at Teleranrio than me. (laughs) But it seems like Egwene might be. Seems like Egwene might be. She's like so mad about Nynaeve (laughs) and is like, I'm going to ask for her to be immortal so I can punish her forever. (laughs) It's really really extra. And she's got this whole bone to pick with Brigitte for like ruining her plans. Yeah. Last time she was alive and she's like, Nynaeve, Elaine and Brigitte, I will deal with them. (laughs) (laughs) Man, the Forsaken sucks so bad. They're so annoying. They're so silly. <laughs> uh, and then we're in Sally Dara. Yes. We finally, finally. Then finally. it's a very, very long trek in Min's POV to get to the eyes to die. Like so oh unnecessarily I long. I know. I agree. Like, There's I don't like- even, it's literally like they're like, okay, it's hot. Logan <laughs> is now really being hit hard by the gentling right he's like not talking he's just like Mm -hmm. sort of like not even really all there we get a little bit of like leanne doing her flirting thing to try to like keep him up min's irritated about it and min has no idea where they're going no idea are we going to gildan are we going to altera like what are we doing and then they finally come upon a village yep where Min is like, well, that's weird. There's like a whole lot of women here. Mm-hmm. And like, they're all wearing different kinds of clothes. And there's like, no children. Oh, look, it's oh, the eyes to die. Oh, wow. It's like pages and pages it's of pages, this. It is pages. So, like, why? Why? Oh, I don't know. Why? Don't know. Where was, why did the, why? 
(laughs) we have questions like in pain (laughs) um (laughs) yeah so finally they get to this inn Mm -hmm. where the the three of them swan lian and min walk in well it's funny i suan has this great line because like no one's really like saying anything And it's like, I never expected to be greeted like a long lost daughter, but why isn't anyone at least saying hi? (laughs) (laughs) They walk in and Min immediately gets recognized by some of these Aes Sedai and are like, what the hell are you doing here? How did you find us? You have to tell us, blah, blah, blah. And they're completely ignoring Suan and Mm -hmm. Lian because they don't recognize them. Yeah, no one even looked at them. And it's like Sherium. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's Aes Sedai we know. And some we know and some we don't. I will say when I saw Sherry, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm so glad to see you that you're alive. You're there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so then finally, (laughs) Min is like, why don't you ask Suen or Leanne? And they're like, like, what? (laughs) It's a big moment. (laughs) Um, And I liked, I like, they're like, hmm, the faces are close. And Suen goes, my face may be changed yet at least I know what I'm doing and why that's more than I can say for you I wager and they're like okay that's suing that sounds like a lot they 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 make them go through this whole test they like talking about like what about this and when you were 12 like this and like what pranks did you play and I was like I having come from new spring I was like oh okay so like this is like a little bit of foreshadowing of what we get in new spring with Suan and although they don't mention like Moiraine at all like all her pranks are with Leanne they do mention Leanne and I was like I don't remember Leanne being in new spring except for like maybe one mention like I do not recall so that Leanne was like a big partner (laughs) there's like some retcon situation Mm -hmm. happening here but they finally they're like okay we've asked enough questions we believe that you are who you are but like also who cares like you can't you're not Aes Sedai anymore yeah Um, we get like some of that stupid like yeah we're not gonna like pay attention to what we should be paying attention to Mm -hmm. and we're gonna focus on like rules that shouldn't matter right and so Suan and Leanne I love that they've like worked this out ahead of time. Well, well, first they they make Min leave. Oh, right. That's yeah, right. they make Min leave and take Logan with her. <laughs> um, and there are these like uh, Min is sort of surprised. She's like, I guess we're not going to be welcomed with open arms here. Right. So that's interesting. She's also um, like, I would like to leave immediately, please and thanks. Uh, yeah, because all she wants to do is Ugh. go find Rand. And, and make like, him fall in love with her. What is her. it? Making a man who had never looked at her twice fall in love with her before he went mad. Like, man, what? <laughs> it's terrible. Remember how great it's a terrible she line. It's a terrible line. Like, Min was so cool. I know. And somehow he made her this, like, and she thinks it. There's a yes. lot that Jordan, like, nods to. Yeah. Like, explicitly like the stuff with Egwene. Mm-hmm. He like has the characters doing these things. And then he puts you in the position of having another character be like, this is pretty fucked up, right? Right. And you're like, it is. So please stop spending hundreds right. of pages on it. I don't need four chapters of this. I don't. Like as many times as Min is like, I would have like talked back to her. Why am I mm-hmm. being so meek? Like, why are you? Yeah, why so are meek? you? Why are you why? doing any of this? Why? Um, why? So we get a, <laughs> we get a little bit of like seeing some of the other accepted. So there's this like, Lady Foul Lane, who was a mm-hmm. red, who was probably going to be red, mm-hmm. um, who was there and she's surprised. And that she's like, why is Logan here? <laughs> 
And then Min is having all of these viewings, of course, because I said I and their warders always have a ton of viewings and she's like trying to like tune them out. But she sees some very specifically. Ugh, I'm so upset about this plus, one. I'm I know, very I know. upset about this. She I wrote a no. bunch of Shanshin influences, so, yeah, like um, a tattoo of a raven. And she sees one woman with a collar around her. The throat. collar suddenly appears and then just as suddenly shatters. So I mm. hope whatever happens with the Sanshan happens yeah. quickly because ugh, I don't know if I can stomach extended. Uh, well, friend, <laughs> I no. think I don't recall exactly. I don't remember. Um, don't, so yeah. she does ask this yellow about, well, the this yellow I said I is like, it's the reason Logan is like this is because of the gentling. Right. I, he's given up on wanting to live. There's not much um, we can do. But Min also has been saying repeatedly throughout this chapter, like Suan and Leanne are like worried that he's going to die. Yeah. But she's like, he has this aura. He is bound for glory. Like he's not going to die. He's not like, going to die. He's not going to die. So she's like, she doesn't feel like she's worried about him, but she's not worried that he's going to die. Yeah, she's like, she's... his story is not done yet. She knows that his story is mm-hmm. not done. Um, she also has this reference. It like the chapter ends with her noticing uh, Karuna. Yeah. Yes. She was the sister of the king of Arafel. So yes. like Min thought she'd been friendly and then she just like doesn't even recognize her. It was a mm. weird last chapter yeah. or last second to last paragraph, I thought. Yep. I was like, why did you end with this? I know. I clearly were supposed to feel something about Korea, yeah. I guess. Right. Uh, so then, then we get tries- Suan and Leanne. <laughs> Yeah, this was their, great. Executing this was great. their tricksy plan to. I liked it. I liked, I liked seeing, it. Yeah. Getting to actively see Suan be like how she became the Amarlin so young. Mm-hmm. Like, this is why, right? Like, yeah. she's fucking good at it. <laughs> there are a few, I have like nitpicks here. Okay. One of which is that, like, Suan is talking about how she's envying that none of the others are perspiring. Yeah. But she's like, but she's like tying it into channeling. But we know that that's not actually a channeling related thing. It's like a different thing. So I, I don't like, remember. Continuity error, Robert Jordan. <laughs> I've forgotten. I'm nitpicking. Anyway. <laughs> Um, that nitpick is there. Oh, and then this is wild. So she tells these, like, basically it seems like the sitters of, you know, this, this, they're like their council. Yeah. They're a council exactly from different Aja's and, and, um, Suan tells them that like the reds set Loghain up as a false dragon. Well, yes, that happens in a couple of pages. Okay. That was like my next note. I was like, none of this is interesting. Well, first she's like, she's trying because, because Leanne and Suan are stilled. Yes. The assumption from the Aes Sedai is like, we're just going to put you aside and make sure you're comfortable. We're going to, we're just going to make sure you're as comfortable as possible until you lose the will to live is sort of the thing. And Suan is like, "Uh uh-uh, I have a goal. Right. I have a goal that has ideally replaced the hole where channeling was. Hmm. Uh, and that goal is to take down Aleda right. and to make sure Rand is sorted and we deal with the last battle. Um, and so she reveals all this stuff about like what she knows about the eyes and ears, who she used to be. Like Leanne is like, I had eyes and ears in Tarvalin. Mm-hmm. And they're all sort of like, <gasps> <"What?"> <laughs> um, and there's this like stupidity. There's a little bit of that I said, I stupidity of like, why should we listen to you? You're mm-hmm. still, you're not I said, right, right, right. and right. she keeps being like, Oh my God, 
You have all of the knowledge here. Yeah. Like, yeah. She says that, right? She yes. says, use it for the love of light. Use mm-hmm. me. Um, and then they sort of are like a little bit snide. And this is where she's like, oh, by the way, let me tell you why I brought Logan with me. Right. And for a second, I 100% believed her. I was like, oh, dang, like that's such a sneaky plot. And then she's like, also, I can lie. Let's remember. So that's not really a thing that happened. I just have to make sure Logan goes along with my story. It's awesome. <laughs> and I was like, dang, girl, like that's a solid lie. Mm-hmm. Um. They're, they're like, why would he tell you that? She's like, he didn't know who we were. And so right. he just told us. Right, right. It is really good. It's it is really, really good. really good. It's really good. And this is where we find out more about like how Suan and Leanne specifically are playing off of each other and like who's supposed to do what and mm-hmm. Suan's supposed to get mad and Lu- Leanne is supposed to like offer gentle guiding suggestions. And they do this whole back and forth thing it's to talk so about getting a tower in exile set up. Yeah, because they're like, you guys should, if I might make a suggestion, it might be worth having your own Mm Amarillin. Don't let her control the narrative. You call her the usurper. We are not rebels. We are the true tower that have been run from the White Tower. Then (laughs) Leanne's like, and I might have an idea. (laughs) (laughs) She probably shouldn't be somebody who is in the tower because then that's weird. Like it's just like not going to pick sides. Right, right. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really and, fun. And there are moments where Suan sort of like fucks up every now yes. and again, but it's okay. Yes. Like yes. this felt very realistic yes. to me. This wasn't like forcing her to make mistakes just to make sure she wasn't too great. Yes. This is like someone who is an extraordinary circumstance mm-hmm. having to figure out how to play a role she used to play after being irrevocably changed. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. And so she's very crafty, but she's struggling a little bit with like staying in her lane in this mm-hmm. new situation, and which I agree. She doesn't want to overplay her hand Yes, because but, she is so, known so well. I did But she really, cares so much about her so much. She cares so much. I love this line from Sherry of it made me laugh really hard when they're like, they they get through this whole plan and mm-hmm. like everybody's kind of on board and Sherry was like, the wheel weaves as the wheel wills and the light willing it will weave Aleda out of the store. <laughs> it's like, damn, that's a good line, Sherry. It is a good line. It's a great line. I agree. I agree. Oh, it was very good. Um, <laughs> but she like desperately, like we said, does not want them to know that she is like manipulating right. them. And then she's like, by the way, I think we should try to figure out where Rand is. Right. <laughs> This is the one Side section that, that like didn't feel long for the sake of being long. It yes. felt long because they had to be so careful yes. about right. you how have they were to directing the conversation. Step by step. Yeah, absolutely. And I was fine with that. Yeah. And I love how Suan is like, well, I'm pretty sure he's in the waste. Because I read this book once. Right. And they were like, <laughs> okay, I don't know about that. She gets them there, right? And yes, so they're going to send send two greens mm-hmm. and with all their warders. And Suan's like, great. I can probably get them to send a letter to Moiraine. <laughs> awesome. Everything's coming up, Suan. <laughs> and... and then they get sent <laughs> off. They get sent like, you must be tired. Let me like send you. Well, on. before they're going to get sent off, uh, two warders show up. Yeah. And are like, oh, oh yeah. 
Yeah, you can't forget this part. Right. Wait, we should rewind for one second. So Karuna ends up being one of the ones who's getting sent to find Rand, yeah, which yeah, is probably yeah. important. So probably considering yes. she got that whole paragraph. Yeah, she got a whole paragraph insane. about being awkward. So oh, man, then, I hope she's not Black Asha. That's I bum think me she out. No, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know. I just feel um, like he's pointing us in that direction. Probably. But yeah. I, it's so these two funny. orders come in and they're just, like so by the way hold on i just okay. want to say all of the bad guys in the in this series are just so annoying <laughs> no one i are there like didn't we have someone that we were like oh we actually like them as bad guys because they're fun the silence is deafening i'm try- i do feel like there must have been <laughs> I don't right, hate yeah. Lanfear, honestly. I don't hate Lanfear. It's more the like, you know, what I'm missing is sort of that exciting, fun bad guy that you're like, mm. you're scared of them. They're right. they're they're a strong bad guy, but so far everyone's just petty and annoying. Well, it's true. Like they like Pat and Fane is just like constantly Ugh. obsessing about Rand and like. I, I mean, I think Pedro and Ped, Pedro and Niel, whatever. The White Cloaks are the ones who are truly, but even they are just infuriating, yes, right? They're I agree. terrifying. I agree. They're terrifying. They're not really like enjoyable in that. Yeah, like, I think that's what I'm missing is like yeah. one, someone who is like enjoyable bad. Yeah. Is what I'm missing a little bit. I think you're probably right. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head except for Lanfear. Lanfear is the closest. Lanfear is the closest I think we'll get. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. Um, okay. Yeah. So this, these warders show up <laughs> and they're like, so by the way, Gareth Bryan is here. <laughs> and soon I thought he went in the wrong direction. Yeah. Didn't he? Didn't no. they go one way? And I don't, went another? I don't, I was not following the map. <laughs> I was not following the map. And, and like Suan is like, well, this is on me because we asked for directions and I knew he was going to find us if I asked for directions, but I had to ask for directions and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then and she's they, like, you have to send him away or kill him. Yeah, and she basically like, is um, like, you guys should you should let him make him leave or make him die. And they're like, what did you do? Right. Like, we're not gonna kill Gareth Bryan. Like, what? Um and so, so they're they like, have well, to explain everything. <laughs> well, then they're like, okay, so we're gonna we either we can use him. Yeah. We should try to use him is right. basically what they come to is that he's a everybody's great out here trying to recruit Gareth. Bryan. <laughs> he's a great captain. Uh, and then unfortunately we get a Gareth Bryan. POV. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't enjoy Gareth. Bryan. I hate Gareth, Gareth Bryan POVs. There's so much creepy old man in them. It's like, I just, it, the only part I liked about this is where we get to see him be a really good commander. Yeah. That speech he gives is yes. fucking great. Yeah, yeah, it is great. He's he like negotiates so well with them, right? Um, like he shows up, he doesn't know what's going on. This warder right. like appears, and they're like, "What is happening?" Right. He gets like he uh see he like gets taken in front of the the thing. He sees who he thinks are Mara mm-hmm. and whatever the other fake name is, and he's like, "Oh, they're oathbreakers," and they're like, <laughs> "We're so sorry about that." However, we need them. Yeah. <laughs> Like you can't, you can't have them. Right. And by the way, that's actually Sue and Sand, and that's actually Lanchery. <laughs> He's like, oh, 
Okay. I can we just pause for a moment and what the fuck is a dog robber? I like, don't know. What the fuck is that? I don't even from? know what it could mean. I like it doesn't make any sense. And there is a moment where Suan is also like, "What? I'm not good. What is a dog robber like?" But like it, like it's just like tossed in here. Like this is like a perfectly normal phrase. <laughs> like I have no idea. Those two words together literally make no sense. Like what they could it possibly mean? And even in context, like I understand what he means in context but those words don't mean no anything. it doesn't it's really it doesn't it's really weird i don't like it's, it i whatever uh anyway so, then, so yes he, so, he finds out that they're and, and he's like well shit <laughs> <laughs> okay um and then he's a little like internally irritated because he's getting pulled back into politics and he's mm-hmm. an old man um and then they're like hey could you uh make us could you do this right and then he gives this like great ass speech yes honestly yeah it's a fantastic speech he's basically like I will do this for you and I will help you win if it can be done but like here's my demands like here are my conditions it's really really good and it's basically like I am the commander I will listen to you I will give your orders if they make sense you Mm -hmm. will hear me out if I say they don't and in, in his head, he's like, I'm probably going to lose some men because of this, but it'll only happen one time. Yeah. Like it's, it's really, it, it gives us a perspective on him where I'm like, okay, he is really, he is the thing that everybody keeps telling yes. us he is. Yes. We're finally seeing him do the thing that we have been told. You're right. Yeah, You're exactly. Right. Which is nice. It is nice. And I also was like, oh, he's like finding a purpose again. Like this yeah. is, is going to be his new, cause you know, we, there were all of these sort of parallels between, you know, Suan and Leanne needing a mm-hmm. new purpose and like Gareth needing a new purpose after being exiled from Andor. Yeah. And so like, you know, it's, it's all, it's all coming together. Everybody's yeah. got a purpose. It's nice. Um, so then they, the I said I like we have to discuss, and they go off and like right. under the power quietly start discussing, and then we get our stupid Suan and Gareth Bryan interaction where yeah. he, he, uh, there is this moment where he's like antagonizing her, and he thinks, "Why am I saying this?" And I was like, "Why are you saying this?" <laughs> Why are it's you? again that thing that Robert Jordan is like, "I know yeah. what I'm doing," and I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's still annoying, man." Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Like he sort of calls her out. Like we get to see, mm-hmm. this is another point. We get to see Suan be amazing and capable and do the thing that she is good at doing. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, why did you act like such a bitch that one time? Right. He's like, cause I didn't want this guy to die. And he's like, well, what happened? And she's like, he died. Right. Like It's, right. it's just another way to like, yeah. <sighs> to bring her down. So annoying. Yep. So they like basically work out that she's gonna like they're all gonna stay in the village together, mm-hmm. you know. And and the I said I council totally agrees to all of his conditions. Hundred percent. He was not expecting. Nope. Um. So that's a big win for Gareth. Bryan. And he he pledges to them. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. And yep, he's yep. like started to plan already, like where he's gonna get people and and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then we move to a min POV, which also felt like kind of a nothing. Yeah, it was the most we got was the um, the viewing she had for Gareth Bryan, which is that he and Suen, if he and Suen did not stay near each other, Suen was going to die. But as long as they stayed near each other, um, they both will live. They both would live. 
<clears throat> you're right that's that is the only thing that happens <laughs> just in like six pages of pov yeah there's more stuff about size here though that yeah. i was like, oh, like Logan. Logain managed to overpower Suen for a time with sheer hugeness. Brian was quiet, reserved, not a small man, certainly, but hardly overbearing. Mm. It's How like, tall was Robert Jordan, I wonder? Does he have like some Napoleon complex he was a, a, I'm No, he was a big dude from what I remember. Mm. I met him one time and I, I granted I was like 21, I think. And so he could, in my imagination, be right. much bigger than he was. But I think he was a tall man. Okay. I feel like he was tall. Um, again, I am only, I am not a tall person. No. So <laughs> my tall, it may not be actually tall. Right, right. Uh, Logan does sort of like wake up for a minute and mm, is mm-hmm. aware of what's going on. And he's like, she sold me to the Aes Sedai. And he's yeah. angry about Suen and Leanne having lied to him basically yeah yeah and then it's chapter 29 and we're in a villain pov we're in uh, this chapter is so unnecessary i know it's, it's an entire gross. chapter it's gross it is kadir Why? like being freaked out about like he got this anonymous message that seems like it implies there's another dark friend, at least one in the sort of caravan. And it's probably an Aeol. And we find out that like Lanfear has like shown up and like given him a talking to and some instructions, although we don't know what they are. Yep. And then Asendra comes in and we find out that he is the reason she has been caught a billion times trying to get to Rand because- I literally was like, Everyone wants to fuck Randall Thor. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's how many times is this coming up? It's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Aviendo, what are you doing? Why aren't you sleeping with him yet? Right. Oh. right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's garbage. So like she got caught again and like was like beaten with like nettles and they shaved all her hair off. And it's like, a, we do find out that she is though sleeping with, Asmodian. Yep. But they don't know that he's a chosen. They just know right. that he's a very high dark friend. Yes. Yes. That's right. And uh and Kadir is like trying to like insist to her that like she can do it, but she's clearly like, she's like, I can't do it. I cannot do it. Yeah, he's like, she's clearly like she's broken past the point of mm-hmm being able to be this person. And so, yes, yeah. he kills her. So he and kills her. Is, he this strangles is an her. entire fucking chapter. Yeah. Like, why? And we basically, like, find out that, like, he's been gross from way back. He killed his own it's sister like, when he found out, when she found out that he was a dark friend. Like, it's just, this, it is just a really so, unnecessary. It's a really beautifully written chapter, I will say. It's constructed well, but it's mm. so painfully self-indulgent in the middle mm. of this book. It's so clearly... Like, we don't, we did not need this. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I guess the only thing it accomplishes is that he, like, kills Isendra, and now he's, like, literally, like, dismantling her body. We could have had this, though, in a page. Yes, yes. It could have been, like, two paragraphs in at the end of another chapter. Like, it didn't have to be a It didn't need to be its own chapter for this rando fucking dark fr- i'm so mad about it <laughs> also not a good villain we don't like not him. a good villain who not cares villain. <laughs> the, literally my note at the end of this chapter was like who cares 
it did accomplish that I feel a, the littlest bad for Isendra. That's all that it accomplished for me. I already Just felt like bad for her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were like, it already was rough. And now yeah. it's just even more rough. Yeah, it's not good. Like, ugh, all right. Anyways. All right. And our final chapter is chapter 30. And we are back with uh, Mr. L. Thor. And he is having some feelings. He's I, like- trying to avoid <laughs> Moiraine because he can't handle how clearly they're building like Moiraine's being fucking weird yeah we're not getting her POV very right. deliberately it feels like mm. there is something coming yeah I have a very vague sort of recollection but it doesn't feel right because what I'm remembering doesn't make sense with where we are in the book right. so I don't I don't know right um but something something mm. is coming like she he's like he can't handle her like literally begging mm-hmm. to be able to teach him mm-hmm. and he's so unnerved by the way she's acting around him that now this night he's just like I'm just gonna stay away until she falls asleep <laughs> right right yeah and like we get some Taverin action like the a bunch of the maidens were gambling and then suddenly everybody was throwing nothing but sixes and like a bunch of like a, an, a, an oath like a feud was like healed with oaths but then somebody else tripped and fell and broke their neck and like it's a whole tavern yeah there's all this stuff about the tavern he's also thinking about trying to remember how to control the weather Mm -hmm. which gives him an avenue to think about the forsaken and like figuring out what they're good at like he this is so funny because it's exactly what we're talking about right where Mm -hmm. he's like once he had thought that the forsaken do everything that they were all omnipotent but if the others were like Asmodian, they had ignorances as well as weaknesses. Like they're just people mm-hmm. thrust into extraordinary circumstance, which mm-hmm. is, I guess, thematically on point for what Robert Jordan is doing in this book. <laughs> um, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> he's also having these memories of them that he knows aren't his own. Mm-hmm. So there's like a little bit of that happening. Yeah. So then he wanders back to like go eat and go to bed. And there's all of these horses entering the village where they're camped. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's a Terry, Terrian and Kerkian Car- <laughs> and Jesus. Terran. Terran and Kerkian. And it's it's Matt's drinking buddies from yep. here. They're like these young lords who are just like wastrel dummy pantses have come to tell him that Kuladin has like laid a siege to mm-hmm. carry in and like they need to come save everybody. And I did like this. So like um, they're basically like we wrote as fast as we could. Like, mm-hmm. please help us. We have to <laughs> da da like two of them um dropped like after he's like we'll we'll do whatever we can we will help you they like drop to their knees and are like kissing his ring basically <laughs> and he goes one bit of my advice that had the ring of common sense was not to offend other people's customs however strange or even repulsive unless you absolutely had to and then even maybe not <laughs> and then there's like one of the uh Terrans wants to do like a a bet He's oh like, yeah. He's like, hey, what if we bet like a thousand crowns, like or whatever it is? And Rand's like, um, I don't have that. I don't even have a hundred crowns in right. silver. And one of the maidens is like, in 
We're in. He has it. And I love Rand goes, what do you mean I have a thousand gold crowns? I've never even seen a thousand gold crowns. She's like, you are so dumb. Like you get a tenth of the fifth. Like right. we have a lot of loot. So and much a money. A bunch of it is yours. This felt this felt like that classic moment when like the orphan kid finds out that they're actually royalty or like but I know. loved it because then he's like maybe I can use it like how kings use taxes <laughs> but he doesn't know how taxes work he's like I wish Elaine was here to tell me about taxes and I was like that's maybe, great like, maybe maybe Moiraine should tell me maybe she just <laughs> thought I should know <laughs> so sweet it's really cute I was like oh Rand yeah. you're adorable mm-hmm. we're it's, still liking Rand five we're still like, I know five books we're, in we're still I'm, on board. I'm less annoyed at him than I'm annoyed at a lot I of know. other people right now <laughs> right now I'm like fully team Rand yeah because even when he fucks up he acknowledges it yes. generally like almost yes. immediately yeah and he doesn't have the same like resistance to seeing other people for who they are yes and, like, for understanding why people might behave a certain way like he's confused about other people's motivations in real mm-hmm. ways but he's not just like assuming that he knows what they're doing and what they're doing is dumb and wrong-headed the way everybody else is so <laughs> team rand team rand I never thought I would never thought it in a million years. Never. This episode is called Team (laughs) We're going to live to regret this, I I feel like. And I don't know why, but I know we are. Listen, here's my philosophy about these books at this point is that like it goes up and down so dramatically in terms of like. The writing, the pacing, the characterization, like who's being an idiot on which page. All we can do is like in any given moment, here's how we feel about these characters. Fair, 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 correct. And today we're team Rand. Um, So basically they're like, Rand is one of these, I've mixed up who was who. I don't know who who anyone is. It doesn't matter. But one of them goes off with the chiefs. Yes. And Rand is like, you better ask him. <laughs> Don't torture him Don't for information. Him. And the, one of the maidens is like, you kind of, ha- I guess you like handle your people. And he's like, I'm trying, man. <laughs> I'm so really sweet. trying. Yeah. So um, <laughs> they're basically plotting how to like, so far, Carrion is holding off Kuladin. And if they can get there in time, they can like, and they have like this whole situation week, basically. To yeah. Which like, I'm like, yes, finally, can something big happen, yes. please, for the yes. love of God. I know. I feel like all, all we've been reading are people just moving. Uh-huh. Traveling from one place to another, never can getting anywhere. Something happen, please. <laughs> well, a bunch of people got to their places at the same time, right? Like the Suan and Leanne and Min finally got to Saladar. Yeah. Like they're finally catching up with Kuladine. Like, yeah, we're on the cusp of things happening. We're on the cusp of things. It's just taken a while to get here. It's taking freaking forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all right, that's that. That's that <laughs> section. We did it. <laughs> we did it. You were thinking through 38. I yeah, like that we did. We should have figured this out before we started. Approximately 100 like, pages in my copy. Let's see. It's like a little short. 
It's a little under a hundred for me, which is fine. Not wait, including 38. Just kidding. It's over a hundred for me. So that's great. How much over a hundred? Exactly. No, it's exactly a hundred. Oh, okay. Great. So, so yes. So including 38. So chapters 31 through 38 (laughs) is what we will be reading next time. And we will include that in our pinned note. Yes. As evidence from today when I didn't read my own notes correctly and answered a question wrong because I was still reading when that question was asked. <laughs> Who does their uh, homework last minute? It's creepy. <laughs> my whole life. I need the pressure of procrastination or I Listen, can't get it done. If it works, it works. Really smart of me to choose doing homework as my job for the rest of my life. <laughs> But okay, keep an eye out for episodes every other Wednesday. You can follow along the conversation at hashtag Carval and our bus or on our Discord uh, for Patreon subscribers. Uh, next episode, like we said, we will do chapters 31 through 38. And a big thank you goes out to Brian Dunn, our fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at BrianDunnMusic.net, and that is Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. If you're enjoying the show, please do leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your your choice. Uh, We're pretty sure it helps other people find the show and we really like reading them. We Um, sure do. In the meantime, where can people find you? I mean, theoretically, I'm on social media. (laughs) I'm I'm doing a lot right now, so I don't have a lot of leftover brain power for actually interacting on the internets, but you can theoretically find me on Twitter and Tumblr as Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And you can definitely find me on Book Riot's Get Booked and SFF Yeah podcasts. And... There was an announcement. About oh, yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that we're doing that I'm working on right now is a new anthology. As we talked about, it's Greek myths retold. And we just got to announce the author list, which is so exciting. And we just wrapped up the open call. We have so many amazing authors. It's a pinned tweet. If you go to my Twitter, you can see all of the excitement. It's very it is very exciting. It's very exciting. Um, And you can find me on everything on Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, Instagram at runwithskizzers, S-K-I-Z-Z-E-R-S. You can also pre-order my Spider-Man book. Do it. Do it. It's so fun. Spider-Man Social Dilemma. If you like Spider-Man, don't buy it if you don't like (laughs) Spider-Man. You won't like it. It's not good if you don't like Spider-Man. Preeti, tell the people, do they have to know everything about Spider-Man? They don't. It's, they don't. It's totally its own thing. It sets up everything you need to know. Excellent. It is not an origin story, though, because I don't want to do that ever again. Well, there's been like a thousand of them anyway. (laughs) Yeah, we don't we don't. No one needs that. We're fine. Um, But yeah, you can. It's available wherever books are sold. I recommend getting it from your local indie. They'd appreciate it. And yeah, that's that's that. All right. And you can also also find us. (laughs) <laughs> on our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash bust. If you sign up to support the show, which is a dollar, it's a dollar, uh, you will get an invite to our Discord where our amazing patrons hang out and talk to us about things like the Wheel of Time game and minutia and all of that good stuff. Um, 
big thanks to everybody for continuing to be awesome. It has been a delight in there so far. And yeah, so big thanks go out to our patrons. Justin H. Fred. Robin. Lisa D. Ian Z. Jordan Z. Greg G. Saga N. Josh S. Robert J. Ben P. G. Todd. R.D. P. Footy. Ross P. Tobin T. Megan. David N. Ariel B. Amy A. Michael. Linnea M. Lindsay W. Julie. Danielle G. Dan B. John A. Clara H. Carly. Brendan O. Has Matilda. Mary. Akil A. Caroline P. Joe E. James K. Mathis. Joseph S. Ryan M. Sarah R. Kelly T. Helen D. Joshua M. Michael D. Dre. M. Lethem. Janae H. Jennifer P. Peace Vulcan. Rio W. Christina G. Chaitali S. Charlie E. Arcade. Stephen S. James. Barry Q. Ruth A. Jetlag Jessica. Mandarb the girl, not the horse. David U. Amy R. Meridim Mimi K. Amanda. Mark D. Heather J. Christina M. Malia H. Keith. Sirius G, Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Danae, Destination Toast, MJ, Kat S, Jericho W, Saber Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, Brian D. This episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time, but it is an ending. Bye! <laughs> 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 <laughs>